This is the Daily Dispatch podcast with your business correspondent, Ted Keenan. Today, Dispatch Live is talking to Morgan Morris. And Morgan, you're an East London born man, but now you're probably an international man. And Jackie Dewar. And your dad is a well-known businessman in East London. You're in the property development game. We chatted before we started this interview and you explained very directly that you're not here to knock East London, but you're not here to knock PE either, but there are problems with developing properties in both towns. If you could summarize what those problems are. Well, uh, it's it's quite simple actually. I think the the um, they say that the fish rots from the head but in the instances of, uh, of Eastern Cape and the two biggest metros, East London and Port Elizabeth, uh, what we have is we have a classic example of, of uh, corrupt uh, individuals, um, individuals that are involved in, uh, in, in business and, and servicing the larger community of, uh, of developers and property um, uh, interests where they are completely unqualified and um, are continuously watching their, their backs to make sure that uh, if nothing is done, there's no ways they can be fired or called up, uh, and in turn, nothing gets done. Um, and the entire system of, of the Eastern Cape is is defunct at this stage and very, very difficult for property developers like us to get anything through, um, and not just get through uh, what we need to get through and plans pass and uh, land zoned and so on, but to get it through timelessly which is uh, a very important part of of any property development company in that uh, time is money and um, from the day that uh, an interest clock starts ticking and the city council is not performing, the developers actually moving backwards rather than forwards and developers then turn their backs on these towns and discontinue what they would originally have wanted to do. It's an absolute pity because East London has perhaps some of the finest beaches, not perhaps, has the finest beaches in the country. The land is vacant. So opportunity is there, but, and I'm not going to spend too long dwelling upon it, the opportunity is not there because the City Council makes sure it's not. However, you have some other exciting businesses down the coast. Well, um, what actually happened was, is uh, at the end of a, a due diligence that I performed in East London, which didn't go ahead, we had some land that we had already begun developing in Port Elizabeth, and we completed and are completing uh, six projects, um, culminating in, in roughly 350 uh, residential units, and um, we have, during the over the past sort of three years since since 2020, COVID year, um, have bought a lot of land uh, outside of Port Elizabeth, i.e. in St. Francis and Plett. And we have decided to move into those areas now um, on the same basis as we decided not to continue in East London, whereby we have a defunct and incompetent, corrupt uh, city council. um, And we have issues of Bad administration and um, the combination of bad administration and competence is just a no-go for us. Hence, we're in uh, St. Francis and Plettenberg Bay, and that's where we are going to play. 
and spend our money and develop for uh, what we believe are are some of the the, the finest um, environments in in the garden route. Um, we we will look further uh, at, at future developments going right up to George, but that's our playing field for now. The properties that you showed a meeting in East London earlier were really upmarket, but they upmarket prices as well. Can that area withstand those prices? Yeah, absolutely. So we, before we start with anything, we do a, a, a very competent due diligence. Um, and I don't think that any of our upmarket developments, whether it be St. Francis or Plitt, uh, are not capable of achieving those prices and are not worthy of those prices. So if one was to move into the canals in St. Francis at this present stage, we hold the key to the lowest prices on the water, <clears throat> where we are surrounded by uh, 8 to 10 million rand homes, and we're starting, our starting price is at 3, going up to 7.5. So we hold that key, but we also hold the key because we've bought well in terms of the fact that we also have all the moorings in town. So uh, the value of that uh, ownership of a house and a mooring um, is is just incomparable anywhere else. You were saying last night that, and obviously you sell properties, so you were advising people to buy soon. Rather than having to move in soon, you buy and you move in when you're ready. How have sales gone so far? How has interest gone, perhaps, because you're not selling yet? Well, um, it's a good question, because what actually happened was Christmas came and we decided just to put a board up on our site at St. Francis, uh, the Keys, and um, we sold eight over Christmas. Uh, Signed, sealed, and delivered. Uh, bonds, guarantees, all, all conditions uh, taken care of. And um, we have subsequently sold a further four. And that's in the middle of winter. And uh, St. Francis can be a very cold place in the middle of winter, especially on the water. And um, we have two deals pending. So if we take 28 units that we're developing there, we've got um, potentially 14 units uh, that could be sold by the end of winter. You've got two very opposed developments there almost. The one is 30 houses on 100 so many hectares, and the other is tighter. Is there a demand for both? Exactly, exactly that. So one of the reasons for going for the two different developments is that they are different, uh, one from the other. And the important thing to note is, is that um, while the one is very high-end, um, the quality of life and the the standards by which we are going to be building, uh, as indicated on, in my presentation last night, are world-class. I don't think there are too many places in the world that can actually compare with this, um, especially the beauty and the, the, the serenity. And then uh, on a more... Scale down level in terms of land size, um, this uh, Eden View at, at 10 hectares as opposed to Ingwe at 100 hectares, um, there's a market for it and hence because of the um, the bulk that we have available to us, uh, we are able to contain our price in a range that is affordable. So again, we're just under 3 million and we, we cut our prices off at the moment at about 5 to 5.5 million. And that's a very, at, at, uh, at plate standards and pricing, very reasonable. People that want to relocate to Cape Town, 
might reconsider and relocate further down. You're now running the office there, here in East London. How's interest been so far? We're very much at the start of this journey, so we only launched this last evening, so I'll have to wait and see how the interest is. But I believe there will be a lot of interest here because of mainly the municipality and a lot of people wanting to move away and closer to the Western Cape. I was quite surprised with the some of the questions that you had last night. I mean, there are people that almost are ready to open their checkbooks. Mm, hope so. <laughs> What's the attraction that isn't here aside from the municipality? People have this notion, lots of people have this notion of it's all happening in the Western Cape um, and Cape Town, Cape Town, Cape Town. But Cape Town is huge and big city, busy, gridlock traffic, etc., etc. Coming further up along the garden route, you've got this absolute beauty. You've got the sea, you've got the mountains, mm. and you have quite a temperate climate, which we enjoy in East London better than anywhere in the country. Yeah. Um, and I think all those things are appealing for a place to go and settle down and live the name Ingwe, does that mean leopard? Because you spoke about seeing leopard on the property. Was that just great salesmanship or have you actually <laughs> seen leopard on the property? Yeah, no, so um, there, there are two mating pairs. Um, leopard have been as, as scarce and shy as they are, um, really only get picked up on camera. I've never physically yeah. seen a leopard. But yes, Ingwe is um, is Tosa for, for for leopard, and um, the farm itself, having seen leopard, and having recorded leopard, and um, had one of our fellow deer and uh, impala taken by a leopard, uh, we can confirm that they are definitely leopard on the thing. It's not just a marketing ploy. <laughs> well, if it isn't, it was really well done. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening in that area, as far as growth goes? You've got all your supermarkets and that. Are businesses setting up there if a guy wants to go and start the business? So that's a great question. This is a double-bladed answer because what uh, COVID did for all of us is to make us realize that we can actually be anywhere nowadays and uh, and conduct our business accordingly. Um, I think to answer your question, yes, people are moving to the garden route um, in droves. Um, and they're trying to get in now so that they don't have to wait another five years of their lives and hit higher prices and, you know, land prices will, uh, with diminishing land, uh, pricing will go up, of course. Uh, and people are looking to settle in now. But the lifestyle aside, the business opportunities in the garden route are as they were five to ten years ago. The only difference now is, is that um, these cities are growing. So business is growing with it. Uh, it brings more people to these, these towns, but it also brings um, a sense of I can live in Joburg or I can have my business in Johannesburg, Cape Town or Durban, but I can live where I want to. Uh, as I said, COVID has brought that on. Um, we as as INEX are looking at some industrial land in Plettenberg Bay because we've heard that there's a great need for small business parks. And at the moment, uh, the majority of business parks uh, lies in the uh, Nisland, George areas going all the way to Mossel Bay not much in Plett. 
Um, it's very, very small in terms of commercial and industrial, especially light industrial. But we're hoping that um, things will settle down <clears throat> excuse me, in the next while with regards to the growth. I don't think this growth is, is going to last 10 years. I think it's going to happen uh, quite quickly over a short period of time, and I think that that period of time is the next four to six years. Um, and hopefully that the... Uh, also, pricing and, and everything just settles down and uh, becomes a normal market. We, we need a normal market. Uh, we need uh, consistency. And we especially need an economy that has a realistic growth. Um, at the moment, the economy is not growing. And while people are wanting to move, they do scratch their heads and think, is this viable for me? Mm-hmm. We're hoping that we're bringing product to the market that is. You, you and your fellow partners at Binex have obviously got deep pockets yourselves, or you've certainly got access to deep pockets. Who's funding all of this? So Binex uh, is funded by, um, is self-funded. Um, we, we have borrowings. Obviously, we use uh, bank money for various things, but it's backed <clears throat> off mostly uh, by the fact that Binex pays cash for its land. Um, where we don't pay cash and take transfer... We certainly have good land uh, payment terms with, with the sellers uh, that makes it well worth their while. Um, but by and large, we buy land uh, through through our, our, our own uh, means, and then we uh, we loan money to build top structures. Um, that is the best way for us at the moment, and we are having great success uh, lending on that basis. At the presentation last night, your advice to prospective buyers and uh I think you had prospective buyers, a serious prospective buyers, was take your land for cash, bond, the home building, etc. What's your rationale behind that? So it's an interest uh, uh, situation where we help the buyers understand that if they have the cash to pay for the land, um, rather do that because if they bond the land, they start paying that bond very early on. And by the time I've finished the construction of their home and give them the keys, they've actually spent anything between six and eight months paying interest. Um, so rather pay for the land, it's done, and take a bond uh, for the top structure. It also gives the purchasers security that the bank are going to make sure that when they release money to us that we have in fact built to a certain height, let's call it, uh, and that we are, and that they're paying correctly. Um, a lot of buyers come from out of town. They can't be there always to see. Um, we get signed off by our quantity surveyor, who is, is inside the company Onyx. But is he telling the truth? Well, the banks will certainly let you know because they won't pay otherwise. Uh, so that's the security blanket and the interest on, on the land and the top structure. But furthermore, we also said last night that uh, it's prudent for buyers to get in on the first couple of units as quickly as you can get in now because prices go up. With prices going up over time, um, you, any, any buyer that was, that was listening last night would actually have missed the, uh, the profit-making capital growth that, uh, that will take uh, a year before they, or 18 months before they see a house. Hence, if they buy now and they, they, take, they get their keys in 18 months' time, we fix the price with them. They don't have to uh, worry for at least a year 
about paying interest or paying anything for that matter because only when we transfer can I build on their property. Uh, hence, making it very easy for the investor-type brain or uh, business to get a, an early start, and an early start's a good start in this game. The final question is, where is your market coming from? And you mentioned that you had worked in the UK, and people with money in the UK could look at this as an ideal holiday home, rented out, etc., and unbelievably affordable if you've got money in pounds. Do you believe that sincerely? Yeah, absolutely. So, what an interesting fact is is that the in England, uh, a large chunk of the English are buying or have been buying land in Spain, um, and Spain has become excessively expensive for the English now, even with their strong pound and currencies. If they were to consider South Africa um, as a swallow, so six months here, six months in Europe, and they were to come and see one of our products. Um, and I'm just talking about the middle range products around the 5 million mark. You divide that by 20, they're looking at property that they couldn't get in Spain for half that price. And making it very viable for them to spend their six months here and six months in, at a home in England. But furthermore is that they're buying into an investment where they're actually saving money. So instead of spending all that money in Spain, or France for that matter, um, they're actually making a substantial savings and they're getting a great quality product in a beautiful uh, town in the garden route. That really is a big sell for us, and we're looking at that market very strongly. Well, let's go forward three or four years, and the East London municipality is now fully functional. We've got the cleanest city in the world. <laughs> Would you return here? So, property to build, I'm not talking about today. Yeah, a property developer goes where the business is um, and does his market research. Anybody worth their salt will know that uh, a due diligence in a, in a, in a property development is, is vital. Uh, one doesn't just spend this kind of money without knowing. There's risk. There always will be risk. Uh, property developers take a lot of risk. But by and large, a market research is, and a due diligence is a vital cog in a developer's wheel. So we're always looking. Um, I think that we uh, would look in England uh, to develop, should there be an opportunity, we were looking in uh, in, in Australia. Uh, we we really don't mind where we go. If the numbers work, the numbers work. It's as simple as that. Thank you both for your time. It's been fun talking to you, and let's hope you do both. Well, you're here already, but <laughs> let's hope you come back. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you, Terry.